Welcome to another episode of Everyday Parenting Podcast. Today we're going to focus on how to handle a, a, a separation anxiety. Uh, all ages, this is not just a, a child, a baby, um, a toddler, um, you know, this goes from birth all the way up to adulthood. We have adults who have separation anxiety. So this is a big piece. This is something um, I think it's really important to, to take some time and, and really look at. And um, tonight's guest, um, husband and wife who have four children, uh, will be talking with us about um, their their child right now, their youngest. Um, I met them a couple of years ago when I was working with them with their first child. Um, who had a lot of separation anxiety and some other and some other challenges that, that came up too. So we will get to them in a minute, but I want to talk a little bit about anxiety. Um, and I want to really help you understand that anxiety is a basic human emotion. Um, it's a part of our nervous system. Um, anxiety can either motivate us, or if we have too much anxiety, too many worries, um, then alarms are going off, too many alarms are going off, and then we get, we get really stuck. Um, and really upset. So what should anxiety feel like? Um, should it, you know, well, we have to realize once again, there's good anxiety, which is that excitement, that excitement of meeting someone new, that excitement of going to a new school, or that excitement of having someone come visit at your house, or, um, you know, just, you know, you know, that really those little butterflies in your stomach. Um, you know, those, those, that's, that's good anxiety. That's what we want. That's the normal anxiety. Um, you know, being, maybe you're at school and you're being asked to read out loud. Okay. That is also anxiety, but that's okay. That's, that's good, normal anxiety. Um, what we have to be really aware of is, um, anxiety shouldn't overwhelm us over and over and over again. It's okay once in a while, but it shouldn't happen over and over and over again. And what we have to really kind of keep an eye on with our children is, you know, if it's happening a lot, are they able to concentrate? Can they sleep? Um, are they feeling like things are kind of getting out of control a bit? Um, we all carry anxiety with us, all of us. Um, we want anxiety to work for us and not against us. So we got to think about that for us and for our children. So we want anxiety to work for us, right? that good anxiety, that good fight and flight. That's all, that's all good stuff. We want that. Um, what we, we have to be really careful is when we get stuck. And when that, when we get stuck in the anxiety um, and things start, you know, we start feeling like we don't have a lot of control and that's when it becomes a problem. So the question I get a lot from parents is, did I do this to my child? Well, you know, we got to look at a lot of variables here. We have, um, you know, we do have genetics, we do have anxiety that does get, does get passed down from, from generation to generation, but no, we really don't cause the anxiety. But what we do is sometimes we, uh, you know, with, with all of our good intentions, we try to fix and make things better for our children. And in that process of trying to make things better for them or fix it for them so they don't feel pain or they don't feel um, sad, we are then now making it worse. Um, we're making that, that process of normal, good anxiety of, hey, you know, I didn't, my friend didn't sit with me at the lunch table today and I didn't like that and, 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 and I didn't know what to do. And now I don't want to go back to school tomorrow and eat at the lunch table because I don't know what to do. And, I, and my, they're not my friend anymore, right? That's normal anxiety. But what happens is if we jump in and we try to start 
um, you know, call the teacher or call the school or call that parent and say, why is your child not? No, that's not helping, right? We can help many different ways, but that's, we can't always step in. And that's what we have to really be aware of. Um, we can't always step in and fix it. And that's, that's where we're causing anxiety to get worse. Okay. So what we have to do is step back and get a hold of our anxiety. Our anxiety as parents is really the issue here that really does cause a lot of problems. And so what I want you to think about is when your anxiety starts amping up parents, I need you to figure out how to calm yourself down. And one way that I always like to tell parents is to think about this sentence. What do I want to teach my child? What do I want them to learn from this situation? What do I want to teach them? Now, if you look at it from that perspective, maybe that might help you not to jump right in. Maybe it might help you to stop, think, talk with them, do some active listening, and realize that you can help them through this. Now, what we have to realize too is each developmental milestone that your child's going through, there is problems they're going to have to learn to solve. And they may not solve it the way you would solve it, right? Because we're adults and we've had more experience. They might solve it differently. And what we have to be really careful with when our children are trying to solve problems and, and we're trying to work with them and they give it a good attempt is we have to be really careful not to judge them. And that is hard. I can tell you, that's a hard one to do. I'm guilty of that one. I can tell you, you can ask my children, it's hard. Um, but we want our ultimate goals. We want them to learn how to overcome and manage their own anxiety, right? Their own and how to support themselves and how to talk through it. Um, remember, we want to say that sentence. What do we want them to learn from this? All right. So with that, what we have to remember too is that a lot of kids, again, you know, during the pandemic have had a lot of experiences um, of being at home and really being relieved in a lot of way that they didn't have to go to school or they didn't have to go to ballet or preschool. They were just happy to be home. A lot of families were dealing with that, a lot of happy kids. And what we have to realize too is, you know, looking at that when our children say, oh, I'm so relieved that it was canceled or I'm so relieved that I didn't have to do that or I didn't have to go to dance class or I didn't have to go to school. That's kind of a, a time to kind of look at like, why are they so relieved? What's going on? What are they afraid of? We really do need to talk to your children when they, when they say that and they, they say that out loud. If they're relieved at, about not going to a lot of things or not experiencing things, we really do need to look at that piece as a, an anxiety piece. Okay, so we want our children to learn how to ride through things, okay? So imagine if they're, remember we talked about waves in other episodes of big waves of grief or big waves of emotions that come. Well, this is another one of those big waves. We want our children to learn how to ride through the wave. Body surf, surf, body, whatever you want to do. But we need to teach them how to ride the wave of anxiety. So we can help them by not judging, by help them problem solve. And the big one is self-soothing. So we are going to focus a lot tonight with my family on this one piece, because this is the piece that they really do need to hone in on. And, um, and I'll tell you why when, when we meet the family tonight. But um, I'm going to stop there and we're going to focus our, our energy on learning about um, 
our family, the, the Jarvis family, um, who are going to talk about their daughter. And I'm going to work through um, a session with them um, on how to teach self-soothing for their daughter and to give you a little history. And they're going to share a little bit of what they've done so far with their child. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the um, I was able to spend some time with their daughter one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, this past week and uh, without the parents around. And it really was very enlightening to talk with her. And I want to share a little bit of that experience as well. So let's get ready to meet the Jarvis family. So continuing on with our Everyday Parenting Podcast, I have the Jarvis family here today. I have Diane and Andrew, and um, I would like them to introduce um, a little bit about um, their child that were child number four that we're talking about today. Um, as I said, I was brought into their life with child number three. Um, how many years ago? I don't know how many years. <laughs> it was before COVID. So it's been about, about three years, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I came into uh, their life uh, with very similar situation with their number three child. So um, I, they've been there, they've done that, but you know, every child is unique and different. And, um, and I want to share my observations of that as well. Um, because like, like, like I said, I got the opportunity to come into their home without parents being there, that they're, 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 they weren't by themselves. Let me just clarify that the children were being taken care of. <laughs> they had their babysitter there and which was lovely to meet as well. So um, Diana, and Andrew, give a little insight about um, your child, Vivi, that we want to talk about this evening and kind of what you started seeing at home and what's been perpetuating what we have talked about in the past, um, some things to do and what you've done so far. And then we're going to go into this last piece that I want to talk about. Sure. So Vivi, like you said, is our fourth child. She's four years old. Um, so she's been involved in preschool now for about two years um, with COVID. Obviously, there was some disruption to her first year in terms of in-person and a few other components that kind of went there. So I don't know if we got the full kind of experience there. But um, as it kind of relates to this, this year, um, this past school year, Vivi seemed to develop an, in a more anxious look to everyday um, in terms of drop-offs um, and specifically for preschool. So every day, you know, she would start talking about the next day or when we got up in the morning asking if she was had to go to school or if she was going to go to school. If it was a Saturday, she seemed to celebrate that and she became more and more anxious. And as the year went on, she got worse and worse about drop-offs to the point where most recently we've had kind of screaming and you know crying and i don't want to go in and you know teachers picking her up and pulling her into the classroom kicking and screaming as we walk away and you know yeah. embarrassingly yeah. sort of hang our heads as as uh the entire school reverberates with our child screaming yeah well. oh, I, know. I know i know i know <laughs> and oh. she she does well it's once once we leave Correct. she she picks herself up and she's yeah. fine yeah. the rest of the day it's just yeah. that initial separation yeah, yeah. And that seemed to correspond with kind of a worsening in terms of when we left, you know, for an evening, either, you know, it was a date night or we were going to go out or, um, you know, if I was at work and Diane was going to go out or Diane was going to do even drop offs of, of, you know, shuttling other kids to LA or to baseball, any number of reasons that, you know, during the week we might be gone. And we had pretty consistent, you know, babysitters. This is our second, you know, very consistent sort of babysitter that has been involved for a number of months. 
Um, and so it's not as though there was, you know, yeah, yeah, kind of a constant yeah. change. We had a pretty consistent uh, individual who came to the house. We had pretty consistent schedules. You know, that hasn't changed a lot from, you know, uh, even kind of as the school year started last year where, you know, there was baseball, there's ballet, there's everything kind of going on and on at those times. And, and Vivi has gotten worse and worse about those evenings as well, where she will lose control once, especially Diane is leaving the home for whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's exactly, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Right, we're done, right? We're done. No, that's it. Okay. But that is it. And that, and that is the challenge. And it, it, it's this, this feeling is, you know, I was talking about earlier, you know, what have we done wrong? Like what would that blame, right? As parents, what have we, because I remember Diane's, what did I do? I got two of them. I got two of them that are doing this. Did your first two, I'm just curious. I never asked this question, but did your first two children have any of these pieces? No, they never really did at all. Interesting, I right? I was, I was working when both of them were both young. Them. And so I was. Okay. 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 So. So it was definitely a really different uh, schedule yeah. and routine and it was just what it was, right? It was, oh, yeah, yeah. But interesting, right? when you think of it like that, it's like, well, the first two, but then the second two have both had really severe separation issues and anxiety. Yeah. And and so that, that question of what do we do wrong? What happened? And, and I just want to reassure you, it, it's not your fault. You've not done anything wrong. And it really comes down to, you know, we talk about genetics, right? For sure. But we also talk about, you know, the personality and temperament of these children. And um, these two girls, our two youngest ones here, um, are really very much connected with, with both of you. But as you know, Andrew, sorry to tell you this, but it's not anything you have done either. It's just that children are far, you know, percentage of anxiety situations are really centered around the, 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 the maternal side, the, the, parent, the mother side. And it's nothing to do with the father. It's just that maternal piece. So um, what we have to really look at is, Again, of understanding who Vivi is, understanding, you know, really getting down to knowing her personality and knowing that she right now um, is struggling with this one, one piece and this, this one piece. And so I'm going to get there next, but I really wanted you to share because you have, we have worked on so many things and in, in getting ready for this moment. And so some things which um, are on your handout, which I sent to you and it's on my link tree for everybody else. Um, it's, um, you know, all the different um strategies that we can use. And so what you've done so far is you've preloaded. And I, I, I remember your message. Okay. We've preloaded, we've done the calendar, we've done the year. Right, so, but she's still having a hard time. And that's why I had to come see her. That's why I said, Diane, I've got to come see her because I really do need to talk with her one-on-one -on -one to see what that missing piece. Cause I had a feeling I knew what, what that missing piece was, but I really needed to see it. And I saw it, but so let's just review a few things that you have done. Okay. Um, and which I think are, are the key pieces in, it's not just one piece, it's many different things, but preloading our children is so key. So that's something you've definitely done. You've talked with, talked with Vivi, you've told her about schedules, you've, you've written out calendars. Um, she knows um, when you're going to baseball, when she's going to ballet, who's going to be taking care of her. You've done all that, right? Correct? We've done that. Correct. So that's great. We're going to continue that. Um, the other piece is... Um, with Vivi, we established a really clear uh, comfort rit ritual, which was, um, you know, she, we talked about, you know, she loves rainbows, right? And using rainbows as a metaphor for her to, to think of something calm and peaceful and using that technique of looking at the rainbow 
and breathing through that and really using, um, you know, some pieces. So what, what did you end up doing with that piece with her in the rainbow? What was that piece that worked for her with that? So we call it a goodbye rainbow where we do an opening of the rainbow, which allows for a kiss, a hug. And touch, a physical yeah, touch. Physical touch, touch. The Perfect. Open the rainbow. And then yeah. reconnect to close the rainbow with the hands and say goodbye. Perfect. Beautiful, right? It's that physical, a physical ritual, right? And she's grasped onto that, right? She's She does do that with you? Yes. She yeah. Does. If we try to leave, even just maybe the room, she'll say, <laughs> rainbow, goodbye. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you for telling me that. And that's really important to know. Again, even just leaving the room, right? Even just yeah. leaving the room. And that that's where we have to realize how, you know, how sensitive she is to separation. It isn't just leaving the house. It's leaving her, the room where she is, right? And so, okay. So, um, and then the other piece was uh, practicing with familiar, you know, when we're having play. So when she does, when she does play with her dolls or when she does play with her toys, um, any kind of stuffed animals or reading or cuddling with her at night, it's practicing that. So you practice the rainbow. I know you'd practice the rainbow before you did it. Um, you practice, you know, so what we, I want you to remember is really practice these techniques, um, the soothing, the rainbow, um, you know, the preloading, have her practice these a lot on her own and have her play them out with, with, with her sister um, with her stuffed animals. So she's really owning all of this versus still, because when we do, when we do a lot of these things with her, the rainbow, which we have, we were going to do them, but the calendar and all these things, that's a lot of us, right? Again, using our executive functioning skills, we're doing a lot with her. And what we ultimately, ultimately our goal is for her to learn to, to think about these things on her own, right? And she's going to get it. But so we want to make sure that we're practicing a lot of this any kind of downtime we have, it's just randomly saying, hey, Vivi, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Let's practice the rainbow right now, right? And she's already doing that. When you leave the room, she's practicing it, right? So have her practice it more and more and more, many different techniques of how she can um, take care of herself. And we're going to talk about that next piece of taking care of herself and self-soothing in a minute. But I really need you to practice it a lot with her. Um, and then... Um, and then the other two pieces are, you know, giving, giving her a reminder of when you will return. And that's something you definitely have talked about, right? You've talked about, um, I'm going to go to baseball to take your brother to baseball. Um, and then I'm going to pick up your sister at, at uh, dance. And then I'm going to be home. Now, when you talk, talk to her about that, do you give a specific event? Like I'll, I'll be home. Um, daddy's going to get home before I do. And I'll be home, you know, about, you know, soon after when daddy gets there. Very, very specific. Have you been able to do that with her to give more of a specific when, when you're going to come home? Probably not too often because a lot of times it's she will go to bed while we are gone. Okay. okay. Gavin's baseball does go late. And so yeah, that's true. That's true. Will, I won't be home until you are already asleep. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's good though. That's specific though. Right. And then, then you can add in there when you wake up in the morning, um, I will be here. Right. So add in that piece also. Okay. Uh, but if it's a school drop off, not just a home, cause we're kind of really talking about home here, but at school to that really specific, I'll yeah. be, uh, you know, you've asked the teacher, you know, when, if I come and pick her up at three 30 or three or two, whatever, what do you do during that time? What is the actual activity? And you're going to give her that specific, I will be picking you up when you're playing outside for the afternoon playtime. Okay. Be very, very specific. Um, and that helps them to really put an ending 
to that and the anticipation of it throughout the day versus I'll just see you at the end of the day. That's very vague for children, right? And so to give it that specific ending point is very helpful. Okay. And then the last piece, we're going to, the last piece that you've done so far, we're going to talk about, then we're going to go into the one that we really are going to focus on today. But the last piece is once your child is safe with the babysitter or at school and safe in the sense you've got them in the building, they're there, they're in the care of another person, you're going to leave promptly. Okay. Don't hang out. And I know you have really worked hard on that one um, in leaving. And even though that she might be screaming, um, you have done, I know that's something that you did with your with number three child as well uh, of leaving promptly. And I know it's been hard at home because what Vivi does is she comes running out to the car and, and she even talked to me about that, um, that she com, comes running out to the car and um, wants to, to stop you. Um, and so I know you did work on that of having her stop at the doorway. Was that something yes. you more specific, giving her really clear, she can stand here, but not come out, right? Where the car is. Okay, so the last piece we're going to th talk about today is something that I worked with Vivi um, when I went to visit her. And I, I before I came to your house, um, I stopped at the trusty old dollar store and picked out a few things um, that I, you know, I can walk pretty much through any store and find things that I need. <laughs> I didn't know what I, you never know what you're going to find in the dollar store, but I knew what I needed. And so I, I picked up a few items and, and, and I made a little box for her of self-soothing items. And what we did was I brought a chart and the chart I brought was a flip chart and it has um, different emotions. And it talks about what has the, the basic face of what the emotion looks like. And she was very accurate. She was very clear on emotions. She knew very clearly what they, what, what they represented and how she was able to read them. So I just want to let, let you know that. And as we're reading through some of the basic ones of uh, scared, of angry, of um, bored, of, um, you know, she got it very clearly by these silly, silly faces and the silly hand moves. She was really big on the, on the hands that were what the hands were doing also, not just the face. Um, but she was able to kind of pull out and say, and once we knew the emotion, so what, what, what do you do when you feel that? You know, what? what do you do, Vivi? And what do you do when you're feeling angry? Um, and um, she, every single answer, every single answer. And I did, I, I just did um, five basic emotions. I didn't do, you know, there was like 10 on the chart. I just chose five that I wanted. And I, and I went through them pretty quickly. I wanted to kind of see what her response would be. And every single answer she referred back to, well, when I'm angry, I go to my mommy and my mommy helps me when I'm not angry, when I'm frustrated, when I'm frustrated, when I'm frustrated, I go to my, I find my mommy and I find her and she helps me not be frustrated anymore. And, and so you can kind of get, you can kind of get the gif <laughs> of how dependent, what's happening with my headphones today, how dependent <laughs> she really is upon you, right? You, she Every single time she could not think of something to do for herself until we got to um, when I am mad. <laughs> and she looked over, her sister was, her dear sister was sitting right over there. And she says, she looked over at her sister and says, when I get mad and Emmy looked over at her and said, what are you going to say? <laughs> it was just cute to see like, I, I kind of like, 
And she's when I get mad, I meditate. <laughs> and she and she closed her eyes and she put her hands up and she goes, I meditate. <laughs> and she and and I was like, and I looked over to see what Emmy's response was. Emmy's like just shaking her head, like, what is she doing? <laughs> it was it was so cute. It was such a cute sister moment. But it was just funny of all the pieces of angry, right? So she's taking, she, that's the one she's owning. She's owning anger. She's like, oh, I don't need mom for this one. I got this one down. I'm just going to meditate through it. So I, I thought that was really cute. So what we have to work on with Ms. Vivi is self-soothing. So I, I know about Emmy's self-soothing because that was something we dealt with with sleep with her. I don't think I ever really got Vivi's history on self-soothing. Does Vivi go to sleep by herself? Does she? Not really. Was she, she able to go to? What's in the room, yeah. generally? Okay. Okay. And my blanket and Andrew's pillow. Yep. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here we go. I will add in there. Of all of our children, she is the worst at staying asleep. Yeah. She's worse than Emmy. She wakes yes. up at two o'clock in the morning walks in here and she lays if she gets in bed with us or if one of us helps her get back to bed she lays there and watches you yeah and to know and it, and sometimes she'll lay awake for an hour and you're i'm yeah. falling asleep or diane's yeah. falling asleep yeah. we had one night this week where diane didn't know that she was in the bed and it kind of scared her then <laughs> she just sort of is she knows there. right she Wide knows yeah. she's not sleeping she's awake watching us Wow. Wow. Okay. So thank you. I, I, this is it. This is the piece. This is what I felt when I was with her and watching her play out and talking about her emotions and talking about how she handles things. She has never, she really do have to work on self-soothing. We need that internal talk. We need that, that internal voice inside of her to tell her that, Hey, I know what to do. Hey, I can do this. Hey, um, I, I can figure this out. And then what can I do? And so what's happening in the middle of the night when she wakes up is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'll just, I need to go to my mom's. I need to go to the bed. I need to go to the bed. I can't go back to sleep, right? And so what we have to do is start there. We have to start with, with sleep training Vivi this summer. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to some basics. And so you, we're going to have a little sleep training party this summer um, and really work on sleep training because sleep training, believe it or not, is that ultimate separation right? Sleep is an ultimate separation. No matter if a child sleeps in a family bed, in their own bed, anywhere, it's the ability to self-soothe, the ability to put one, to calm yourself down and to talk yourself to sleep, right? And so we're going to work on that separately. We're going to work on some sleeping with, with Vivi um, and do some sleep, uh, sleep training with her. Um, but during the day, we also then have to work on self-soothing. And, and that's what I knew when I went to the dollar store to get some items for her, that's what I knew I needed to get was some different things that, that would be unique for her that she could do. And Vivi's very creative and she's very um, um, visual and she's also very tactile. Um, and she is very coordinated in so many ways too. But um, this little girl has a really beautiful sense of, of, of shapes and colors. Um, and so I, I kind of knew that little depth about her, but even more when I got to meet her, um, so I'm glad I picked a few things that I did. Um, and she got the meditation piece down. So I knew that she would work on breathing. I knew she kind of had that one down. So I gave her a few things for that. But what we have to create in her is a little voice. And that voice has to be able to tell her, 
I can do this, what's happening right now, and what can I do? And that's what we have to help her realize. And so I need you, I need her to be able to, number one, assess assess a situation quickly, stay calm enough, right? And that's the piece. She assesses it and then doesn't stay calm. And then if we're not calm, then she can't manage it, right? And that's the piece we're stuck on. She assesses the situation and then she goes into panic and she doesn't stay calm. Okay, so we need to work on that. We need to work on self-soothing. All right, so how is that going to look like? Well, first of all, self-soothing is a difficult piece for us because as parents, we need to self-soothe ourselves before we can deal with them. Um, as I was telling you earlier, we need to learn how to ride the way. Well, as parents, you know, you know, Diane, you have said very clearly, very, I, I have anxiety. Um, Andrew, you, right? Well, there's anxiety within the family system. And so we have to be aware of that. And so when our child is going off and they start triggering us, right, we have to be really conscientious about our self-soothing. What can we do to soothe ourselves as parents? And then we can say, hey, Em or Vivi, um, you have your, your box. That's a box I brought her. We need to go find something in that box and start doing what, what you were taught to do. So counting your pearls, right? Or blowing your, your, your pinwheel flower and really big, big balloon breaths, right? Really filling up her chest because she likes to do this <laughs> hyperventilating. Um, no, but we have to do really big, big breaths and really blow those tulip flowers, um, the pinwheel and really blow that air out. That's her meditation. Um, and then help her why she's doing that. You know, we have to be really conscientious about not, you know, judging how she's doing it or what she's doing. Just nurture the process with her of how she can take care of herself. And the, that's that key phrase is, Vivi, you can do this. You can calm yourself down. I know you can. I know you can. You kind of have to be that coach with her and not like, I'll help you calm down. No, Vivi, you got this. Go to your box get something out of the box and use it to calm yourself down. Use it to count, use it to breathe. And then, and then that's why I left stickers there too, where Katie or the, the, the babysitter or you, when you see her doing little steps towards that soothing, right? It would just her going to get that box. You give her a sticker, getting something out of that box, give her a sticker, see her start the process, give her a sticker, right? At first, we just have to really reinforce that she can do this. She can do this. Now, how do you think that's going to, you know, and you think, okay, all this stuff we got to do. Well, it really is going to take this ability for her to learn how to, um, you know, create that inner voice. That really what is what it comes down to. And if we can't, we can't just do it during the day. We have to do it during the night. It has to be in all the different places of her life. So if we're creating that positive inner voice or that little voice telling her how to solve things or to assess things, right, then we have to really look at what is she doing throughout the house? So is she, is she being productive with other things in the house? Because I don't really want to focus just on the anxiety, right? So is she productive with chores? Is she doing things? Is she cooking? Is she cleaning? Is she making her bed? Is she productive in that way where she's giving back and doing things? Are there things around the house that she's doing? No, not really. She's she's not great about 
you know, doing a lot of things like that, it's it's very difficult to get her to clean up toys and, and things. So okay, because that, that's on she doesn't feel capable in, in her in her world. Yeah. Her inner voice is, I am just pretty much stuck everywhere, and I don't feel like I really am a productive part of this system. I don't feel capable. I don't feel like I can. So you see how it's kind of all intertwined. So I need you to find one thing this week that she's going to be able to, that she's good at, you know, it, it might be um, pulling out a little mini vacuum and having her vacuum under each under, under the table after every meal. I don't know. It's this age. She, kids kind of like that kind of piece. It's, it's a real quick activity that she can do. It's very visual. There's crumbs on the table or under the table. She can get, I don't know, find something like that. It could be, or using a mop that she doesn't normally use, whatever find something that she's going to have some quality and some feeling of competency. Okay. We need to build off of that because she doesn't feel competent in many different ways. So if we don't feel competent in everyday stuff, right. And then we're not feeling competent with getting through the night. We're not feeling competent when mom leaves. We're not feeling right. See, it's all kind of intertwined. So we have to kind of build that inner voice of I can do, I can solve, I can do. All right. Now I want to share something that was really interesting while I was with her also was as we were sitting around talking, um, I was there for two hours. I think it was, it was, quite, a, it was quite a long time, but halfway through I, I asked, Oh, so um, where, where, where is mom today? Where's dad today? You know, just to kind of see, I want to trigger. I want to see if I could get a trigger. And I was testing where, where, where is mom today? I don't know. Well, where's dad? Uh, I don't know. Are they here? Well, maybe they are. So they went running. They thought you were there. So they went running through the house looking for mom and dad and they came running back. And I thought, I thought for sure I was going to get like a trigger, like oh, they're not here. They came, Vivi came running back. They're not here. Oh, well, where are they? Right. And I know you've preloaded, right? I know you told them where they were, and I'm sure the babysitter had also re reiterated that fact, but it's interesting that didn't even come up that you weren't even there. That's a, you're talking about when she goes to preschool, she moves on, right? But it's that initial goodbye. It's that initial separation. So she didn't even know where you were or that you were even not even the house. So when she came back, she says, well, she's not here. Oh, well, where, where do you think they might be? What did, what did they talk about? Oh, yes. Dad, mom's mom's at with at the movies with my brother and dad's at work oh and then i said where's your sister oh she's at a party they could do it the minute vivi pull, could pull it all off once she went and found out that you were not at home but she didn't look for you when you got home she didn't know where you were and that didn't trigger anything for her so i want you to hear that it's she's fine and quite capable right once she gets going and does things but it is that initial piece of, I don't have the ability to assess the situation, stay calm and know what to do. And that's all those things that we are building up, right? The calendar, the, the, the self-soothing, the practicing, the establishing a comfort routine, that's all building what we want. But that last big piece is we've got to give her self-soothing techniques to add more into that all throughout the day, not just separation, but throughout the day. You can't even leave the room, right? And she wants you to say goodbye to her, just leaving a room. Yeah. So 
think about with that, you know, as you're leaving the room, I want you to say, hey, you know, I, I don't want you to announce all the time, leaving the room, Vivi, you know, just to trigger her. But it's like, hey, I'm going to go in the kitchen and start cooking. Vivi, do you want to help with, with cooking or do you want to finish up playing in here? Right. And give her that capable piece of, hey, when you, you know, you know, you can stay in here and play. Great. Right. Or if you want to come in the kitchen, I'm going to be in the kitchen cooking. I would love your help. Maybe you could cut up the bananas for, for dinner. Right. Again, giving her a task of competency versus a panic of, I don't know what to do here. Does that make? That makes sense. I, but um, sometimes it's not that, yes, she wants me to say goodbye when I leave the room. It's, she says, I want to go wherever you're going today. I want to be with you the whole day. I want to stay with you at the house. And so is that something that I just need to allow or? Yeah. So she said it very clearly, right? That's what we want her to be able to say how she feels. And so that's good that she's able to say, I I don't want, you know, when you leave the room, I don't want you to leave because if you leave the room, you're going to go take brother to baseball. And I want to go with you. I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to go to baseball. But at that first piece, when she starts saying that, the reason I don't want you to leave the room is you're going to go to baseball. And you, I want you to, I want you to really praise that. Like, Vivi, you're right. That is the schedule today. You're right. You remembered. So that's competency, right? She remembered that. That was a confident, competent piece. She remembered that. So I want you to go off of that as, yes, Vivi, you're right. That is something. I am going to go to baseball today, right? And then you can ask her, how do you feel about that? She's going to, she's going to probably going to tell you anyway, I don't want you to go. I know, sweetheart. And this is where we go to our active listening. I know you don't like it when I go to baseball. You don't like it when I'm taking your brother to baseball. I know you've said that to me and I hear you. Can you tell me more about it? Tell me what goes on. You know, tell me what you're thinking. And what I want you to understand about children and separation is their ultimate fear in her head is that you will not come back. That something will happen to you and you will not come back. That is a standard fear of children between ages three and six, three and seven, kind of in that, that is their ultimate fear that you will not come back and something will happen to you. Something bad will happen to you. And so that's where her brain is going. That's where her, her, her anxiety goes to. And so if we can hear and really work through that and hear it from her, mom, I'm afraid that you, that if you go in the car, you might get in a car accident, right? Or, or, or a monster, they'll create something or a dog will chase you. (laughs) They come up with these ideas, right? And then you need to, then we need to dispel that. We need to talk about that. And, and we need to, we need to fight back to that, that, that irrational thought was, you know, yes, I am going to go in the car. And yes, I'm a very safe driver. I put my seatbelt on and I drive your brother to baseball five times a week, if not more. And I come back in the evening after baseball and I'm here in the morning when you wake up, right? And that's what we have to kind of help her process that. Um, uh, you know, and, and that, you know, cause that, that's her statement when I don't want, you know, she's really logical. I don't want you to leave the room because if you leave the room you're gonna go do the next thing, Yeah. right? So when I'm just staying home though and she wants to follow me room to oh, room, yeah. is that, do I just allow that or is there? Yeah. You know, if you've had a dog, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
I have two dogs right now and I'm telling you, I two dogs <laughs> and I have, cannot move anywhere. But, you know, is it, it you know, but we, once in a while we do have to tell those dogs that, you know, stop, sit, stay, right? When you're in the kitchen cooking, I don't want to step over you, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's what, you know, there are times when you let them follow. And then there's times where you kind of create a place for her to do something by herself. And that's that practice where she can sit at the table doing her drawing that she loves. Hey, you work on your drawing. You got this, right? I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'll be back in a couple of minutes after I go to the bathroom. And, and then, but I need you to work her through that separation piece though, and not just walk away from her and say, Hey, Vivi you got this in your head. Think about, right. I'm at the table. Mom's in the bathroom. I'm okay. I'm going to listen to some music or I'm going to hum a song in my head, right. Give her some things that she can do, right. Self-soothing again. She's got to, that's when she has to be able to self-soothe herself, right. And know what to do. And so give her a few things. Don't solve it all for her, but say, what could you do to help yourself stay here? And we're going to break it off in little chunks like that, right? That's that practice around the house piece that we're talking about, okay. right? And you mentioned uh, letting her like, so like today, for example, she wanted to follow me around while I was making hamburgers and asked to help. So I let her hold the seasoning and then mm -hmm. you helped me sort of do that. But that's different than what you kind of described earlier of like having a set chore. So like, are those yeah. interchangeable or should she have something that like, okay, every day, after dinner, you need to vacuum like underneath the yeah. table. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're two, they're two, right? They're two competency things because you're allowing her to be part of that process with you. But we're also allowing her to be part of that process because she's anxious already and she's kind of following around. So you're kind of feet, which is great. I'm glad I'm glad you let her help you be part of the seasoning piece. But you're right, Andrew, it is different. We want to have her to be able to do things by herself, yeah. take on a task. So yes, yeah, so find something uniquely. Like I said, it, it sounds so odd, but you know, just those little handheld vacuums, I don't know, they love them or, or getting a Swifter, right? The Swifter and then making a small, a mini Swifter out of the big Swifter. Do you know how to do that? Where you take the oh, middle yeah. part out? Okay. And give her some really cool spray bottle that she can manage with some little bit of vinegar and or a little bit of, you know, something that might smell good, a little bit of lemon, you know, something that she, smells good that she might enjoy and let her spray the floor and wipe that down. Right. Something like that. Yes. She should have chores. And we always talk about chores and, and we, you know, we just created with you some, some charts, right. And you could add on some, a chore into that piece where they have a responsibility, a competency. We want to build her competence. She doesn't feel confident or competent. Right. And that's all part of this piece too. All right. Okay. So that's kind of where we're going to put our energy. So um, I'm going to send you again, my sleep handout on how to sleep train. And we're going to start that. Um, and then we're going to work on, I, she has a box of some self-soothing, add whatever else you want to add in there. Um, and that's only to be used when she needs to calm herself down. So you're going to do all those pieces, right? The loading, the preloading, the calendar, the physical rainbow piece with her, and then say, hey, Vivi, this would be a good time, right? If you need to calm, take some breaths, go get your box. This would be a good time to work on your, you, you, you the, the Vivi take care of Vivi box, right? I'm taking care of myself. And that's what I, the language that I want you to use. Vivi, you can take care of yourself. You can do this, right? You can do this. And 
and listen, listen, and listen to your little voice inside, right? Talk, you can talk about this, say, I can do this. I'm going to calm myself down. I'm going to do my breathing or my meditation as she loved my meditation, right? Um, but help her find that little, that little voice that's going to tell her how to calm herself down, okay? Um, and then as you're walking out the door, you just say your final goodbyes and say, Vivi, I'm so proud of you. You got this. And she might be crying, whatever, but you be proud of her. Don't judge her. Be proud of her. She's trying to work through this and then leave and leave whoever the adult is there to help take care of it. Take care of it. Okay. Okay. And Andrew, can I share something with you that I, this is the problem when I'm in, when I'm in people's homes, I'm not just working with one child. I'm hearing what's going on. <laughs> so there was, there was an incident that happened and it was just really, it was really good for me to hear it because um, I think Emmy wanted her iPad, right? And it wasn't charged fully or something and something was going on and Emmy was going, she, she started, she started her, her, her rumble. She started her, it was rabbit up and she started her whining. I, I heard it all, Andrew, I heard it all, <laughs> right? And so what I want to remind you as a parent, because this is, you know, nothing like a late Friday night getting home and your kids start revving up about the iPad not being charged, not pleasant. And you were doing your darndest. And so what I want you to do is when, what I, when I, because Emmy was there with me during this time with Vivi, but what I learned from Emmy was that Emmy turns on this, the wine very quickly and goes into the wine and the, you know, very quickly. And I called her on it three times. I said, wait, Emmy. Oh, silly Emmy. What? You know, I just kind of looked at it. Emmy. And I said, oh, you want a pearl? Okay. You want a pearl? Stop. Hand back. Cause she was reaching for the pearl and started whining. I want the pearl. Stop. Hand back. Sit back. You're ready. Let me know when you're ready. So I, Andrew, I want you to practice that. When she starts going into that, I want you to, uh, I want you to nip it. Uh, uh. Emmy, stop, sit back, relax. You could say meditate, <laughs> try it again. Okay. Cause you, I think you have fallen into the role of going right into the Y with her right in there. Right. Cause it's so it's yeah. I know you are, you are avoiding your child. Oh no, no, she's not going to go off here. She's not going there. She's not going there, but try it. Nipper. Emmy is able to be nipped right now. I call it nipping. You nip it, have fun with it and nip it a bit, pull it back a little bit. Don't go there with her. Don't go into her wine. Don't play into that. She's ready to nip a little bit. So yeah. Does that make sense? What I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Emmy over here trying to meditate and I got a Vivi over here meditating and Emmy's going off on the iPad. So it's, uh -huh. it, it was a good, it was a classic. A lovely and that's what it is that's what it is but uh anything else before we end i think that's it i think that yeah, yeah like that was that's really helpful I think that's okay all right so we're going to work on a few things um and uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get the whole picture going on here but does that make sense about the sleep training yeah the competency yeah. and working on really building her inner voice her inner her, her strength from within is kind of what we're going to focus on okay all right. Great. Thank you guys. And uh, another episode is done. Thank you for being part of it. And, uh, and here we go. Onward, onward, onward. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.